What up, people? Check this out, man. I have yet to tell my story. And I'm inspired to tell my story on how I got started doing music because I've been watching The Last Dance with the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan. I know all of y'all probably been watching. But um, I'm just inspired to tell my story on how I got started. You know, so I want y'all to hear that story. So tune in, people. Don't touch nothing. I'm going to tell y'all exactly how I got started doing music. Don't touch nothing. We'll be right back. What up, my good people? You know what it is and who it is. It's the Mr. Dark Eye Podcast. I am Mr. Dark Eye, your dream motivator, your host of this podcast. And this is being brought to you by New Soul Music Radio, Anchor FM, the home of daily motivation to trust God and live your dreams. And you know as well as I do, every day ain't sweet. But you got to continue to move your feet. You might feel a little heat, but God is not going to let you burn, live life, and learn. Put your faith over your fears. All right? Get out there and put that work in, man. Make some things happen. Live life on purpose. Don't let things be an accident. You know what I'm saying? Because it can go either way. You want to make sure you got a handle on things so you can get the results that you know you want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's how we doing it out here, man. We living life on purpose. But, man, I have been watching The Last Dance with Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, and I have been so inspired just kind of reliving those moments, too, watching some of the clips of those old games because I was actually there, people, you know, watching those things in real time. And it was amazing just to kind of relive those moments and kind of look at all of that, 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 that great stuff that happened back then. And just being honored that I was able to actually see that stuff in real time. But going back to the 90s, though, the 90s is where it all started for me when it came down to the music. Because that's where I started. You know, I was inspired by so many great artists back then. Like, I fell in love with hip hop in the 80s. And it started with Dougie Fresh and Ricky D, who is also known now as Slick Rick. You know, Ricky D is also Slick Rick. But Dougie Fresh and Ricky D, you know, so many other great artists that my sister had on vinyl back then that we used to listen to. But I remember the show in Lottie Dottie, that record right there, Side A, Side B, with the show in Lottie Dottie on that record. I remember that being like the 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 songs that basically gave me everything I needed to fall in love with hip-hop. Like, I remember listening to the show and, like, that intro, when it came on, it was... Oh, my God! I mean, I'm telling y'all right now, it it was no better feeling than when that joint dropped and the excitement that I felt from the from the from the head of my head <laughs> to the bottom of my feet, bro. I'm telling you, man. Like, like, I think I was getting crunk way before I even knew what getting crunk even meant. You know what I'm saying? Like that song used to do it for me every single time. And then I was so impressed with Lottie Dottie because it was all like beatboxing and in in like no real beat. It was just like all beatboxing. And then 
you know, like, 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 I can't even just, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was like the story that was told, the way Slick Rick just kind of walked you through. You know what I mean? The, you know, his, the, the entire thing, it was just like he was able to visualize it, see it. It was amazing. So I just remember like that's what really had me, you know, falling in love with hip hop and just, and just loving the, you know, the creative part of it all. So from there, you know, we fast forward to the late 80s, early 90s, I believe when, I can't tell you exact year, but I remember being introduced to Rakim, Eric being Rakim. But it was on a second album that followed the Lita album. And I remember hearing this album and just, just having a different feeling about hip hop from listening to Rakim because he wasn't like all the other artists out there, but he was real energetic and, you know, with a lot of energy and stuff like that, he was like more calm, cool, and, you know, collected with his flow. Made you want to really listen to what he had to say. And I remember he had this line, he was like, if you wonder why my album was late, I was giving you time to get the last one straight. And I remember I was like, oh, like, that line stood out for me and I got it and I kind of felt like I knew exactly what he was saying. Like, I'm so advanced with this thing that I had to hold up before I dropped something new to the Yada to kind of comprehend and get what I was telling you on my last album, which gave me the, 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 you know, basically the idea of like, hold on, this ain't this, this ain't this first album. Like this ain't, you know, this ain't the first one. So I'm like, what's his other album? So I got introduced to the paid in full album. And listen to that too. But at the same time, since Father the Leader album was, you know, my first introduction to him, I was kind of biased to that. But um, but yeah, I I just remember just having this different, you know, this different, you know, perspective on 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 rappers at that point listening to Rock Him. And that's what made me actually want to start writing. So I actually started writing rhymes and everything I was writing was kind of mimicking him. And I even stole some of his lines. But I remember trying to rap these these joints or whatever to my brother. My brother picked up on it, of course. He was like, man, I'm Rakim's rhymes. So, you know, I kept trying to, you know, figure some things out as far as trying to write my own rhymes. But I didn't really find my own legs and kind of standing on my own, too, until I was inspired by Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg around 93, 94, when they came out with Ain't Nothing But A G Thing. So my first rhyme that I wrote that was all me was inspired by Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. So, you know, it was gangster rap, right? You know, it was gangster rap, so I was inspired by that. So that's how I wrote my rhyme. You know what I mean? And I'm actually going to rap it because I'm going I'm to I'm I'm rap my first rhyme for y'all real quick. And this is a, an exclusive, people. I still remember this joint, and I'm going to censor it, you know what I'm saying, because I was doing some cussing in it. And this one I was going by Morris G, like my real name. You know what I'm saying? Like, people probably don't even know that. But I was Morris G before I was Mr. Dark Eye. But here it goes, people. Here's my first rhyme that I wrote back then, 93, 94. Step into a war, mother. Let me show you what's up. It's that crazy that don't give up 
a born gangster. That's what I was born to be. Oh, yes, I am the best. On the contrary, I bust flow after flow just to let you know that I am the best. So a bad nigga roll. Every time I grab the mic, I bust around to blow your mind. Swift with the quickness. I got to handle my business. It's the M O W the R to the I S to the G. No MC can with me or my AC. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to mimic and do what they doing, you know, on the, you know, with the gangster rap and stuff like that, basically, you know, I'm not even really telling my story, but that's what it was, people, you know what I'm saying, that was my first rap I ever wrote, and I, and I, and I went around rapping that for everybody, and it was like, man, you got potential, you got potential, you know, you sound, you sound pretty good, you got something, I think you got something, so after that, I kept writing, you know, freestyling, and, you know, doing stuff over other people's beats, and I remember one day I had just got out the shower or whatever and the phone was ringing in the house and nobody was in there to answer it. And it was my brother calling and I picked up and it was him. He was telling me that we had a cousin that was, that was in our family, you know, doing music and he had a studio at his house and he wanted to come get me and take me over there. And I was like, where, you know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, a studio. I'm like, all right, that's what's up. So, it took him a minute to you know, come get me. He didn't come get me until probably like later on that evening, you know, almost nighttime. So by the time he came and got me, we went to my cousin's house. His name is Kenny Pickett. A lot of folks in the Rock here area know who he is. But um, we went to his house, and I was just amazed at all the tapes he had. Like, this was before CDs, you know, kind of, you know, came in or whatever. But he had all these cassette tapes, all these albums and stuff everywhere. And it was so many, like one, one, it was like in a, one of his like drawers on his dresser. Yeah. Like a bunch of tapes. And I was looking at those tapes and then I remember I shut that drawer to open up another drawer. Cause I thought he had more tapes and it was like his clothes in there. And he looked at me like, man, what you doing? I was like, Oh my bad, bro. I thought there was more tapes in here. You know what I'm saying? But I remember feeling like I might be blowing it. You know, my opportunity to actually record here because I'm going through his stuff, but I thought it was more tapes in the other drawer. But anyway, not even a boy, but we got to the point where he was like, all right, let's record something. He's like, you got a blank tape. And I'm like, nah, I ain't got no blank tape. So he was like, well, you know, we can't record anything. You know, we need a blank tape or whatever. You're going to have to, you know, to put it on to take it with you when you leave. So I was like, all right, we'll, we, you know, we'll get that. You know what I'm saying? Hit the store tomorrow or something like that. Come back another day with a blank tape so we can record some stuff. So I told my best friend, AC, also known as Aldrich Chisholm. Shout out to AC, man. You know, my, my that was my best friend, and we was we was we was like tight. Like couldn't see one without the other. Anyway, told him about you know my cousin, and I was like, yeah, I'm going back to record some music. You know, he went back with me the next time. You know, what I'm saying that we went. Um, his house was definitely not walking distance. So, but I think we ended up riding our bikes or whatever down there because my brother wasn't available to take me back down there. So we went down there and uh, we was listening to some beats and I picked out a beat that I liked. And then I was like, yeah, I want that one. And then Kenny was like, well, uh, you know, what about your, what about your partner? You know, like, what about him? You know what I'm saying? Do he like it? And I was like, what you mean my partner? Like, we, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, we in a group. What are you talking about? And then uh, I looked at my looked at my um, my best friend, and he was like, looked at AC. He was smiling at me like, "Yeah, man, let's let's let me get on it." So I'm like, "All right, that's what's up." So I'm like, "If you want to do it, let's do it." So 
we took the beat home so we could rap right to it. You know, I was I had a little bit of experience. I hadn't wrote a few few um a few raps, so I was helping AC with his with his rhyme. Um and we finally got some stuff finished. Um and I and I believe if I'm not mistaken, I rapped my first rap that I wrote or whatever. I you know what I'm saying that's what I ended up putting over this beat. So we ended up going back recording a few more songs with Kenny after that. Um you know, me and AC rapped together. We was Black Hill. We formed Black Hill. That was the name of the group, Black Hill. We got the name from being inspired by Black Moon, um, the, the rap group Black Moon. We were sitting around one night trying to figure out a rap name, and, and Black Moon video was on, and we thought about it. We was like, man, what about Black Hill, you know? I mean, we two black teenagers from Rock Hill, so Black Hill. So that's what we went with. And we made a name for ourselves in high school those three years. We even got in the... Um, the um the local newspaper the herald we got in the we got in the school newspaper um you know and we used to freestyle and rap all over campus or whatever at school so you know we had a name for ourselves people knew about what was going on we was actually in the paper a few times but um but you know things weren't really going the way we wanted it to so by the time we got to about 98 a year before we graduated high school you know AC decided to Stop rapping. He didn't want to rap no more. But I kept rapping because I loved it. So I graduated high school in 99. And I had on my mind to continue pursuing my career in music. So I had this vision about Dark Soul Productions or Dark Soul Records or something like that, right? Just kind of stemming from my name, Dark Eye, because by that time I had became Mr. Dark Eye. Um, that name was was born in 1995. Um when I think we first got published in the Herald newspaper, in the local newspaper. Um, so I had this vision about Dark Soul Productions or Dark Soul Entertainment or records or whatever, because I felt like my music came from the soul. It meant something to me. So I started writing all these mu all the, all these songs, all this music. And before you know it, I had a whole album. And I was trying to link back up with Kenny to record this album. But, you know, we only got about three songs done. And after that, you know, he was just hard to get in touch with. So I was like, all right, well, forget it. You know, let me take these three songs, put them on, on CD, um, and, uh, you know, try to try to sell them out here in these streets, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's what I've done. Um, I had a joint on there called Off the Grills, another song on there called Mind Control, and then I had, a, I had an intro on there as well. So put those three songs out, made, a, made, made a, enough money, a few hundred dollars, to go and buy a four-track recorder. I bought that four-track recorder, and then me and my brother and I also got a keyboard for me to, you know, synthesize a keyboard for me to make beats on and everything like that. So I was making my, all my own beats, and then I was recording, you know, and mixing my own songs and everything. And then before you know it, I had an album, and it was called, uh, what it was called? The Other Side of the Sun, My World, something like that, right? So I had like 16 tracks on there. I put that out, man. You know, kind of got the feedback from the streets, and they was like, ah, they weren't really feeling it. You know, you know, I had a couple of songs in there that people was talking about, but they weren't really feeling it. It was even talking like I couldn't rap. I was like, oh no, y'all know y'all ain't talking like that. So I felt like I needed to come back with something stronger, something way better, and that's when I really put the pressure on myself to do that. And I felt like, man, okay, I'm I'm gonna be a I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be like a villain, terrorizing. You know, like like the bad guy in a horror movie, you know? So 
that's where the whole concept for Nightmare on Dark Street came. Uh, people know about this project, this album, because I really, really pushed hard with this one. It ended up in the local stores. I even, not just the Ma and Pa uh, CD stores and, you know, music stores, but it ended up actually in Best Buy. Like, this was the album that kind of really caused people to have, like, a you know, a different perspective on me as a rap artist in the local area. So I put this album together. I did it in like a month. I had all my features lined up and everything. Um, I produced it all and uh, put it all together, put it out. Then I got a different, I got a different, you know, uh, basically response from the streets. It was like, okay, now you spitting on this one. So after that, I met, um, I met, um, I met who I met. I met uh, some folks at a local music store at Woody's Music. Found out they had a studio through another good friend of mine, Rudy Currents, who I grew up with on Ogden Road, who's now well-known, successful singer-songwriter, musician, producer, Grammy Award-winning, Dove Award-winning artist. Um, um, found out that they had a studio at that music store, but actually they owned one. So it was downtown um, Rock Hill. So I ended up going to this studio as a professional studio and I started recording new music and I was about ready to kind of work on some new stuff to put some new stuff out and just do it all the way professional with a professional sound, professional packaging and everything. But I remember one of my homeboys was telling me, nah, man, ain't nobody heard Nightmare on Dog Street yet. So you need to kind of package that up and then get that, take that to the studio, get them to master that or whatever, and then put that out. So that's what I've done with that album. So that's the reason why they ended up with the packaging the way the way the packaging came out with it, and then I ended up taking it to the studio to get it mastered, try to at least enhance it the best way I possibly could, and that's the reason why that album ended up coming out in 2003 officially in the in the um the local stores. So from there, you know, I just kept putting out more music, did more independent mixtapes, um, and you know, so much more to this story. But I don't want you know, ain't, ain't no point keep keep on you know like going because some of y'all I would keep going but I just wanted to let y'all know how I got started so that's pretty much the gist of it all the way up until um the album that most people know me for in the beginning Nightmare on Dark Street pretty much that's my story people that's how I got started and I'm still doing music to this day of course y'all know now I'm more known for my inspirational Christian hip-hop music that I've been doing since 2013 when I made that transition New soul music is the business now. By faith, dreams come true. And I tell you what, that'll be part two of this story. Like, I'll tell y'all how I made that transition. Yeah, that's what we'll do. You know what I mean? But that's how I got started, man. That's basically the way it all went down. And it's been a beautiful journey. You know, I learned so much over the years, and I'm looking forward to learning more and building something that's going to change the game, man, because I am, uh, you know, someone that understands exactly what I want to do these days and I'm looking forward to executing people you know what I mean putting my faith over my fears because that's how we get it in but hope y'all enjoyed that story I hope it was inspiring to you and then basically let you know some things about me that you didn't know before you know what I mean so it's always good to tell your story you never know who you're insp inspiring and who's listening all right so people I enjoyed you know spending this time with y'all and telling y'all my story I look forward to giving you more motivation, and you know you can get it right here. Where? On the Mr. Dark Eye Podcast. I am your personal dream motivator, Mr. Dark Eye, right here on New Soul Music Radio. 
Anchor FM, the home of daily motivation to trust God and live your dreams. Till next time, people. I'm out. Yeah. Thank you.